This is High Definition Pod. This podcast that is. This is Maurice. Yo, it's Therese. And we are back for another episode. My brother, what's been going on? You know, um, we survived Snowmageddon last Man, weekend. This one right here was the best one. Yeah, that was just a little duck. You know, people still call out. Because they were scared. They were scared of ice, which is fine. But, you know, yeah, at least come, at least come to work late, you know. But yeah. other than that, though, man, you know, just work the weekend like I normally do. Had a great weekend. New system issues, whatever. But all glory to God. Hmm. Kids good. Life's good. I'm about to suck, bro. Chill. So, that's it. That's all I do. No events? No events? Church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all right. I go to work. I go to church. I go home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, everybody. Y'all know we're about. We are all about the conversation. Um, y'all know us. You can agree with us. You can disagree with us. The only thing we do not tolerate. We do not tolerate disrespect. We don't want to hear it. Uh, but hey, y'all, let us know what you think about what we think. Uh, you can hit us up on our social media platforms. You can find us on IG at hot underscore definition underscore podcast. Why am I forgetting our stuff today? I don't know. Anyway, if you go on our, if you go on our IG, you will actually see a link tree um, link. It has all of our platforms on there. So our email, our Facebook, our IG, our YouTube. Go on there. You can find us on all those platforms. Inbox us. We are more than happy to uh, reply back to you. Let us know what you're thinking about what we think. So now y'all notice that I never give the social media handles. I'm going to butcher it. So I'm going to let Maurice handle it all the time. So, um, hey, like we said the past couple episodes, too, if y'all shoot us with something, we may have you on. So, hey, hey, don't be afraid to hit uh, hit us up. If y'all, on the episode last week, we were actually requested that by one of our dear brothers. Mm -hmm. So, hey, y'all let us know. But anyway, today on this episode, I am happy to have on here on our platform uh we have these actually my cousins but they are also uh one of the pastors at our local church of city gay ministries international under the leadership of apostle ryan and pastor erica magenta hey pop hey lady how y'all doing uh we love y'all but they are one of the pastors there uh we have none other than family steve and rita mills What's Thank up? y'all how for you joining us. How are y'all doing today? Yes. How are y'all doing? Good. All good. All good. Nervous, ain't you? Yes, she is. <laughs> she is. She is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right you. <laughs> it's all good. Talk yourself through it. I do it yeah. all the time. How's y'all? How's y'all week, man? Busy, busy. Got the business and got the life, so we are busy teaching CPR and heart education. Awesome. We do. Good deal. Good deal. So, for those who don't know, this is your first time seeing them. Um, they recently, in, back in what, December, it was Christmas Day, right? Yes. Yeah, in Christmas. So, Christmas Day, they actually celebrated 39 years of marriage. Yes. So, we are about to glean from yes. this wisdom today. Yes, we are. Okay. So, first question out the gate Where does, where does you all story begin? Steve's answer. <laughs> Where does it begin? Begin. Wow, it goes back. Um, wow. Okay, my cousin, my first cousin, and I grew up like brothers. So I'm not sure how he met his wife, but my first cousin's wife 
is her sister. So he was dating this girl. And like, you know, so he and I, we, you know, like, hey, man, you know, let's go hang out, man. She got a sister. I'm like, really? I ain't, you know, and I wasn't, you know, I was a year, a year younger than him. So then wasn't really interested in, you know, all of that at that particular moment, but got to, um, you know, ride to, to visit one day. And OK, she playing softball. She wasn't even there out somewhere doing what she was doing at that time. But um, it, 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 it began. Um, me just tagging along with my cousin and kind of manifested from that point. Amen. <laughs> you got that right. For me, the journey began in church. And this is going to sound a little weird, but um, we came to church at Cedar Grove Baptist Church in Jonesville, Revival Week. And after church, he waited outside on the step and we took a little walk near the graveyard <laughs> just to get away from the crowd gotcha. and uh, we were able to connect that way and exchange phone numbers gotcha. so next question is what were your first impressions of each other for me i was like those are some thick eyebrows <laughs> and oh the stare was just intense and you know i was a tomboy at the you looking at. So I confronted him and it went from there. And it, the first impression, I mean, you know, seeing, uh, you know, wow. Wow was the first impression I would say. And then from there, how do I, you know, what do I do? How do I impress? You know, again, still new to the game. You know, I think I was I don't know, maybe 17, somewhere in there, 16, 17, I can't remember. But, you know, still, okay, don't want to mess this up. It's an opportunity. And my cousin, you know, he's all in my head with this is what you do, this is what you say, and trying to make sure I got it right. But I don't even know how how it got started, but here we are. So, <laughs> so y'all first date, where'd you go? Wow. <laughs> We're going to go to the, to the one with the memory bank on that one. And where did we go, Rita? We went to the movies. What movie did y'all see? Yes. Next. <laughs> 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 Ooh, that that would that would that would be a, that's a good question. That I have I no idea. I don't really idea. think our minds were on the movie. Uh, yeah. But we did go to the movies. What? That's a, that's going that's going to puzzle me. Because <laughs> I said, Ooh, yeah. What movie was hot in 79? Y'all was, you know, not even twinkles in your in the parents' eyes at that point. That's true. <laughs> so, that's a really good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that's, that's, that's some questions y'all going to be pondering on the ride. Yeah, yeah we'll, 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 table, we'll table that one. We, we, like, we like making people think anyway. So. Yeah. yeah. That was a good one. I believe, though, that it was a compliment to him if my mom was not on the movie. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, how did you know things were getting serious Okay. Um, I think it's, you know, when you're fighting through all of the competition, if you will, and being persistent and, you know, again, me hanging out with, with the boys, you know, I'd much rather, okay, well, I got to cut y'all short. I got to go and got to go and, you know, and see this and see her. And then to get there to see her and she's not there, you know, again, playing softball, doing whatever they do in the country. So 
you know, hanging out with her dad at the time, you know, just being there. And I remember that, and she'll tell that story about, yeah, he down here again, you know. So <laughs> what's he doing down here with my dad? You know, which goes back to the original question. Our families go back, you know, she'll, she'll tell you she was at my grandfather's house long before we were together. Yeah. How was that all this way? So he is totally correct on that. That's some more brownie points for him. So I knew that it was serious. Did you sell my brownie? No. <laughs> I knew it was serious when I would come home from a, a softball game. And he would be in deep conversation with my dad, helping him. My dad was a carpenter and a brick mason. And his name was Rock, and he lived up to that name. And for him to woo my father over and to impress him, um, just to be engaged in what he was doing and be there for the conversation, that was the thing that struck me the most. Because most boys that tried to come around, they couldn't handle my dad because he'd be like, who's your people? And he'd show him his yes, he'd show him his gun set, you know, all sorts of things to see if they were going to be intimidated. <laughs> and so yes. that's what that's what won me over. Wow! So you were a daddy's boy. Oh yes. The baby of nine. I'm baby rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that kind of went to our, our one of the other questions we were going to ask was kind of what was your first impression of each other's family when y'all? Mm-hmm. So from your your vantage point, he was already hanging with daddy, so that was that was a pretty good impression right there. He formed a relationship with him, probably before I formed a relationship with him. Yeah, so it's yeah. some strategy, isn't it? Yeah. No, <laughs> it wasn't a part of the strategy, but it, you know, it's like I'm, I'm here. And one thing about the Thomases, and I love each one of them. But there's no, there's no shortage of words. There's the conversation is gonna go, and you better be there and listen. And so he, you know, he talked. He, you ain't gonna worry about that. And so going there to, to, see her, but like she's not there, and he's outside doing what he do. You know, oh listen, let's do this. You don't even know how to drive a nail, boy. Let me show you. Okay, and going through all of those things. And again, like I said, they, they. Our families knew of each other because, you know, small towns. We went to the same church. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was. I thought his grandma, Addie Mae, was my grandma. Because, um, Addie Mae. And Otis. Granny Mae Murphy. Um, yeah. Give yes. her props. She wrote a letter to me when we were newlyweds, and it was addressed to me to encourage me as um, her granddaughter. Wow. He thought it was to him, and I was like, this is addressed to me. So that spoke volumes of her character. But I I knew of her long before I met him. So first time that we that we went to the house, I was trying to figure out why why do we need to check into this because we got the same grandma. Because everybody looked at her as yeah. the church grandma. Yes. So the engagement. How did that go? Did Scary. You, did, did you have like a big, was it like a big plan to pop the question or did it just happen? What was that 
especially with, I guess, a part of the question is, how would how did you all do it back then, mm-hmm. versus how it's probably done a little bit more in today's today's world? How how would how did you all pop that question? Well, um, definitely it was a plan because of the financial challenge at the time getting the rain. You know, I <laughs> had to save up for that bad boy. So it was it was a part of the of um, of the process, but did definitely um, had the conversation with her dad kind of along the way, you know, and I didn't ask him for his permission until after we I had asked her, because you know I was like, well, it may not go this way, but I, I had a feeling that okay, yeah, you know, I what what what. What kind of son-in-law are you looking for? You know, drop those kind of questions. And, and like she said, having stared down the barrel of a shotgun, seriously, bet, I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Stared down the barrel of a shotgun. He was standing in the doorway. And I was saying, I'm old because there's stories behind everything. <laughs> okay, so he's standing in the doorway with his hands up on, on, the, on the door seal. And the way he had it, he had the gun in a rack above the door. So he's standing there talking about, you know, anybody come date my daughters, you know, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. And when he came down, boom. I will. No, he didn't fire it. (laughs) But I'm sitting, maybe he said, and I will use some words about blowing some body parts off. I got you. You know, and I'm like, whoa. Okay. (laughs) And then, so not from that point forward, we were good, you know, and, and it's like, all right. So I knew he was serious about his daughter. And then history, you know, with with my cousin already, they had got married the year before, or two years or whatever. And so then, you know, it was kind of, it was our turn. All right, here we're going to go. And so, but yeah, we had had that conversation about it uh, before that time. So just a Very effective. I, I always <laughs> said if I ever had daughters, you know, I already had it mapped out what I, how I was going to do, you know. But there's something about staring down the barrel of a shotgun that will humble you real quick, you know, loaded or not. That's, that's why God didn't give us any daughters. Yeah, he knew that way. You know, they knew that way. You know, yeah, yeah. Got it. Not the same. Yeah. What is something, let's, let's go, how... How long was you guys' engagement? 
before your actual wedding? One year. One year. So thinking back at that, the wedding day, was there was there anything that happened unexpectedly at y'all's wedding? Mm. I love hearing those stories. <laughs> I can give you a couple of things. Um, well, my dad was known to take a drink here and there. And so he was struggling that day. And he stepped in and made arrangements to take my dad for a ride to calm his nerves and um, not necessarily to, to juice him up or anything, yeah. but um, it was amazing how it went. Um, you know, he was ready and on time for the wedding and walking down the aisle. And I didn't understand what he was doing, but he, he sort of felt like he's going to struggle with this and let's see how I can help. Struggle giving his baby girl over? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the other thing that happened was my sister, um, she was in charge of the flowers, and she didn't realize she wasn't supposed to put them in the freezer. So oh, wow. they were supposed to be refrigerated. And so all the petals froze, and they just crumbled off like ice petals. So wow. uh, needless to say, I didn't care. It wasn't about the flowers. We um, had the bridesmaids walk down the aisle with sticks, the little stick part with the little ribbons, pooped up ribbons around them. No flowers, but you could barely tell in most of the pictures that the flowers had fell off. So we done got married. Mm -hmm. Going through, how many, for the people that don't know, how many children do we have? Well, there's, um, I always answer that, 1.2. Okay. That's just because God graced us to so, be able to step in and help rear a couple of our great nephews. Awesome. Yes. Right. So we had one that hit that point, then two more. So, <laughs> yeah. Got so, you. Okay. So, I mean, some people say usually you can make it past like the first, well, I've heard it like this. If you make it like past the first five years, you pretty, you'll be pretty much good. What would you say was probably the most challenging? Even not just the first, when you first started off, even up to now, what have been some challenges within, not to get too personal if you don't want to, but what were some of those challenging times that really hit your relationship? Well, first of all, I mean, if you can make it past the first year, you know, five, seven, you know, all these things, yeah, that's there's some truth to that, but it doesn't mean you're out of the woods. You know, you can make it seven years, you can make it 17 years, you can make it 27 years, and all of a sudden, you know, that thing still can come back and, and hit you. So, you know, for those that are, okay, we got past the seven years or whatever the itch is or whatever, I still say you still have to keep your guard up continuously. Um, so just just knowing that it's it's a process, you know, you we're still learning, we're still growing. You know, it's it is a thing where you have to work at it to to be on your guard. You know, when you see it, when you rear his ugly head up, oh, wait, stop it right there. You know, because it can it can pop up at any given time. For me, I would say. The most challenging thing was having to grow into maturity. Um, 
as newlyweds because we got married when I was 19 and he was 21. So thinking it's just all about snuggling and, you know, yeah. having your free time to do whatever you wanted to do. And then, of course, the kids, the child comes along, um, job demands, um, careers. Um, I think the most challenging time, though, was when we grew closer to God. Um, I feel as though we really were not in tune um, or mature enough uh, early in our marriage to recognize when the enemy was attacking. And so to me, uh, the most challenging times were when marriage is being um, attacked. And that can be in so many different ways and on so many different levels. And so that, to me, was the most challenging time when we realized we had to draw closer to God. Um, and then when we made the decision to step out on faith and um, surrender to God and become ministers, that's when the devil really got mad. Oh, yes. First of all, he hates unity. Definitely. And you think you're going to be together and do ministry? So that's when the true challenge came. So what, during those challenging times, what would you say you all have learned about each other during those times? For me, um, to extend mercy and grace, but it didn't come easy. Those were some trying times. It didn't just come easy. We had to learn that too. And we have been in churches and had different leaders and influences in our lives um, that really didn't teach anything about marriage. So it wasn't until we connected with our church that we're in now at CityGate Ministries. Um, our leaders are the McGypsies. And we became chairs, um, and it's been almost 10 years now, uh, of marriage ministry. And now we kind of um, sit back now and we, we listen and learn from the millennials which has been great, but I just remember when um, they first appointed us, I, I was like looking backwards going, you sure you're me, me? You sure God said me? And um, because of what we've been through, the answer was yes. I'd say... Um when you're going through, when we when we went through that hurdle, trial, whatever, yes, trying to go through it together, but then it's still a part of that you got to do on your own. You know, I had to go and get myself together, if you will, to be able to then understand where where my fault was is, then try to get back, and then try to get to a point of understanding why you feel that way, I'm trying to, and I never get, you know, you can't tell me how to feel. Well, yes, I can. She never listened to me, you know, as far as, because, you know, what I, what, what I was trying to do or say was intended to bring that, to get that response. And she wouldn't respond in the way I was trying to get her to respond. So we arguing about your response to what I said, and I'm trying to get you to say this, but you want to do that. So it's like, okay. So then again, once again, digressing. Okay, let me get, did I say that right? No, 
So it was a lot of learning to communicate, then understanding that regardless of what I was trying to communicate, she didn't, you know, oh, that's how you think. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And needless to say, how we thought we were going to be able to fix it nah. did not work. That <laughs> didn't work. So we back and forth, back and forth. Right. And I, I remember clear as day, Apostle uh, Ryan McJimsey said, learn to fight fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we weren't fighting fair at first. Um, and I will definitely emphasize that until we surrendered unto the Holy Spirit, we weren't doing anything. We were just wasting time, going through the motions. Um, I didn't care nothing about putting no love until to dinner. You eat it. And so, but, you know, we had to find that compassion again and extend mercy and grace and forgiveness. And mm. we really didn't learn that until we got connected with the right ministry. I want to go back to something you were talking about, Steve. You talking about how sometimes you have to take a step back and kind of reassess. Coming from the male perspective, because a lot of times I know y'all, y'all know we you know we all come from the same we come from the same church. So Apostle, he's talking about sometimes how men go into a cave. So what do you say to a young man who's maybe just getting into marriage, or he's been in it for a while? He does that. Well, he goes into his cave, but he hasn't learned how to come out and really deal with the issue at hand. What have you learned from your years, and how would you encourage him to kind of come on out that cave and let's let's really deal with it? You know? Yeah, that. Well, is it something you're still learning? Definitely still learning, but I think you 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 learn that okay, I need to go there, but I know I can't stay there. And, you know, getting her to understand he needs this cave moment, you know, because we're we're not processing it as fast as they are. Because most time we <laughs> we're very analytical, <laughs> very analytical. And I was you, you. Is that another? Anyway, <laughs> but thinking about it, trying to make sure that, OK, when I say this, I'm going to get this trying to be strategic. You know, OK, OK. But at the same time, understanding how to deal with your your emotions and things of that nature to where if, if, if he's hurt or when you get hurt, now you got to figure out, okay, it's, it's because of something that was said or something that was done or whatever, you know, okay, I need to get myself together, but I can't stay here because most of them, you know, I don't want to categorize it as a, a racial thing, but they're not going to let you, she not going to let, didn't let me stay in there long because there's more to, to discuss. You know, I need you to understand this, and I need you to feel this. I need you to do this, and da 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 da. It's like, oh, whoa, 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 and okay, and it can it can be overwhelming. So to the to the to the young lady out there, you know, get a brother some time and some space because we don't know what he's dealing with. You know, especially if he was the one that that was wrong. You know, now he got to go in there and figure out what he did, figure out if he's man enough to admit his wrong then try to do the work to repair himself, which can take a long time, and then try to work on the, what the damage he did there. Why are you so mad? It was just, it was just, you know, why are you tripping? It was just, and then all of a sudden, you know, so 
trying to really outthink that person. And she asks, okay, I can do this. I'm, I'm smarter than you are. No, I can do this. But you can. You really can. Yeah. <laughs> I look at these questions. I'm like, wow, okay. Um, so I guess this would be a little uh, advice for you guys to anybody newly married or whatever uh, year of marriage they're in. But do you, do you think what it means to be a good wife or a husband has changed over the time that you've been together? Yes, I do. Um, the reason I feel that way is because sometimes in relationships you can be very selfish. And so we have to learn to make sacrifices um, for each other. And um, that's something that you continue continually learn. It's not just always about knowing your mate's five love languages or seven, however many it is, because that probably will change um, at different stages in your marriage. I know that it has for us, so we have had to be creative and explore and um, devote some time to making sure that the other person is getting what they need out of the relationship. So it is important. Um, even as you become grandparents, it shifts and sometimes you can leave your spouse in the wind like you know you, it'll seem like it's all about them grandbabies you know and so uh, we just have to bring it back and focus and just um, figure out what the other one needs again it goes back to communication and being intentional okay so i'm sorry did you answer this i'm, I'm good <laughs> <laughs> what she said Okay, so with the world that we're living in today, it's a very technology-driven world. Yes. With the advance of social media, everything that's coming on, a lot of times, Even these. These, yes. these right here can be a big distraction. So being that you all have years in the game, mm -hmm. how has this aspect of it, the technology, the social media, uh, it's saying how it seems like people, what our generation calls, we putting on for the ground. Right. Uh, you know, you trying to do things, but we kind of compare to each other by what we see on here. How has this aspect, the introduction of it into your relationship, and with the advance of it, have you found this to be an issue? Have you found, or have you found it to be a benefit? Is a little bit of mixture of both. And then what would you say to those who are probably having that problem where we're always in our phone, we're always doing something, but we're not really connecting? Definitely has been a more of an issue, you know, from the standpoint that, you know, I, I thank God that I came up in an era where I did not have that at 17, 20 years old or whatever. You know, it was just, that would have been just too much information. But, you know, we, we've gone through that thing about, you know, the passwords and the lock phone and all of that. You know, I can honestly say I found joy and peace to know that wherever my phone is right now is 
it's where it is and it's over there. Who is it? I don't know. Answer it. I don't know what it is. And, you know, just not not being, you know, to where when it rings, I got to dive across the table and, you know, block the thing and have two passwords on the password and all of this craziness. It's like that's a whole lot of work. That's too much work. But then to also know that the thing I realized, I have to I have to check myself. I can't, you know, you, it's too much and I can hide it, you know, what I'm doing on there, you know, so when I bring up the gram, okay, wow, don't, all right, don't, don't get fixated on that, don't do that, don't go there, you know, so you really got to kind of, you know, co- cover yourself or govern yourself with it because it's entirely too much. And then trying to keep up, you know, we, you know, we see things, oh, wow, look at these couples dances and all of this stuff. And, you know, it's, it's good to see the love out there. She's more into it than I am. Definitely more into it than I am. So I, I'm the one dragging, fighting, don't want to do it. You know, ah, let's take a picture. Okay. Another picture, you know, okay. Another picture, you know, let's take a picture of a picture. So it has been a, I mean, there is some benefit and, and definitely a challenge, you know, keeping up with it, with the tech these days. So I agree with everything he just said. Um, and for me, uh, it was a challenge at first, you know, um, being in my feelings about, um, you know, I posted this and, and nobody liked it, you know, wow. yes. until I realized it's really not about who all is pressing that button because people are looking mm-hmm. and, um, I use social media mostly for ministry and business. Uh, and I do like um, selfies and I like for him to be on there with me. And I like for him to comment on stuff that I do. That's one of my love languages, affirmation. So uh, I will not lie about that. But I realize that if you're doing a live and you don't see a hundred hearts go up, no sweat uh, because People most of the time on um, Facebook are, you know, fake book for them um, because they're in your inbox. If someone is trying to reach out to me for business, they don't normally just put it out there where everyone can see it. They will message me. Um, So I've learned that it doesn't hold a lot of weight about how many likes you get because people, if they want um, your service, or they like what you're saying, they find a way to to let you know. And I had to understand the compromise, and I'm trying to get better at, you know, making it a point to be, you know, one of the first two to three to like the post. You know, I like, 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 it's like, 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 it's just, okay. You didn't even like it, you know, so-and-so like it. Like, 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 like. Because it's too much. I'm like, oh. I just my page up, so I knew it didn't mean anything. You just did it, just do it, so. It's okay. Yeah. So, what piece of advice would you give your just married self? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pray about these questions. <laughs> <laughs> what piece of advice would I give my just married self? Y'all just finished walking down the aisle. You've been pronounced Mr. and Mrs. Steve Mims. As soon as y'all Go down the aisle. What's the first advice? Looking back on it now, what would be the first advice you would give yourself? Um, I would say, not that I have any regrets, but to 
get to know you uh, because we have grown together. Mm. We have grown up together. So my advice would be um, to know who you are so that the other person knows what they're getting and what you're giving. Um, pursue um, your dreams, not necessarily fully, because you may have a partner that God sends you that will help you pursue it, and, and vice versa, you can support each other in it. But so many people go into marriage prematurely just thinking it's just going to be a fairy tale, and then they have regrets because they, they moved too fast on this, or, or they didn't get to do that because of other circumstances that came about. So planning and giving it time would be my answer. I would say um, from a financial standpoint, making sure that you know you plan for your financial future really get serious about okay you know let's you know get the basics the necessities and things of that nature not that we were trying to we've never really been one of those that want to have the biggest or the best or the flashiest or whatever but knowing the amount of money that i'm not gonna say we wasted because we had a good time and all of that but i would have given myself okay so, you know you just get married you know you want a future you want a plan you know, you need to learn how to invest. You need to really, really be better stewards with your money. I didn't mean to leave out. Be prayerful. Yeah. But then yeah. again, at that time, I, I can't. I can't say that we even had a prayer life. No. Um, back then, you know. So, um, if you're mature enough to connect with God and ask Him, not that we didn't pray about getting married but did we really even know Christ the way that we know him now okay next two questions you're going to ask but I got, I got <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say to those because you all talked about how you're now in a church community where you're really thriving you're really growing would you really how much would you recommend that to a like a younger couple or a couple that's really just starting out or they kind of been in it for a little bit how important has it been for you to be in that community now versus if you would have had it maybe when you're a little bit younger so would you just kind of talk about that would you really encourage those to really get put into a community how important has have you found it to be now that you're in that community you know, just kind of expound on that. Had I known what I know now, um, that we could have had premarital counseling um, before, you know, I believe that some of the issues that we ran into early on, probably we would have recognized it and said, you know, devil, I see you. And we would have known how to pray not necessarily pray about it, but, you know, put the blood on it. And so uh, premarital counseling, I would recommend for anyone considering getting married. And to expound on that premarital, then I think there needs to be an ongoing counseling session maybe within the church, especially if you find someone that can pour into you to do that. But for that couple that's, you know, just getting started or 
been in a been in a month, a year, ten, whatever. You know, hey, go in for that tune-up. But I, you know, as you as she was talking, and when the question hit, I learned a lot about marriage, what not to do <laughs> from the church. You know, I'm sitting there, and I wait a minute now, they, but she, oh wow, and so to 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 bring that myth of the of the of the, the the religious leader and you know not just the preacher i don't want to throw all the mud on him but if so but you know just knowing that okay although these people are in the church they're still you know human they're still wrapped in the same flesh you know because some of us can feel that we're just so dirty we can't come in there with all our dirt you know but then you get in there and you see oh wow they just as dirty as i am but at the same time having someone that you can share with. You know, I don't know if there's any other entity, organization or whatever that uh, a married man can come in and get with another married man and that, okay, if nothing else, we love Jesus. Okay, cool. We can use that as our common ground, but to, hey, let's, let's kind of walk through this thing together. And then if you're so blessed to have a leader or leaders that will, okay, get together and, and really help you communicate, you know, and it should be about a, a, a situation about growing. You go into church, not for form or fashion or whatever, but it's for your growth, which is, you know, a whole lot of different things. So I say being connected with a good marriage ministry is utmost. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Um, so what is the best piece of relationship advice that you were given and who was it by? My grandfather, my my dad's dad, you know, he, by the time I came along, he had calmed down so much, you know, from what I understand the stories about him. He was this wild bootlegging, <laughs> he was off the chain. I love it. But he was so calm, you know, I, I mean, just sat there and had his tobacco and everything, you know, and that was it. He had his tobacco, he didn't drink anymore because whatever. So he was like, you know, you know, I think, I don't know how, how we got in the conversation, but sitting on the porch, you know, before we got married, he's like, all right, boy, I hear you getting ready to do that. Yes, sir, I'm going to go and we're going to do that. You married Rock's daughter? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know them all. Because, again, he a bootlegger. Not saying her daddy was a partaker of the boot, but there was a relationship there. Anywho. Daddy was a good man. Yes, he was. Yes, and raising good children. But understanding, he said, you know, do what you got to do. Take care of it. Make sure you take care of it. You know, when you get you some money, save it because you never know. You know, and just, you know, put your wife first. And I ain't going to say what he said to everybody else. But with all of them. Okay. And that was it. That's probably one of the, maybe one of the few conversations we had because he was just so quiet. And he just, you know. I'm like, okay, take care of her and everybody else. For me, um, my mom and dad were married a very long time. Um, so I think a mixture of what I observed growing up, um, you know, I realized that there's no one in a marriage that's exempt from being tempted so I saw and I heard things and I tried to piece it together myself. But at the end of the day, there was so much compassion and love and honor and respect for one another. 
So I would say I learned that even if he had taken that sip, my mom was able to bring him back down and she would let him know, do it now. And, but I would have to say, um, I have never, ever, and I'm not just saying this because of the church that we belong to, but I have never, ever met, and I know Pastor Erica don't like to be referred to as a power couple, but um, they're very anointed leaders that care for their flock, and um, the church is, you know, founded upon prayer, and um, one of their graces is to teach couples, and so... I glean from them. I know that I can't be perfect like them because I, I see them as a perfect uh, covenant type couple to lead. Um, but I admire them. Oh, is my question again? Yeah. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> man, this is some great questions. Y'all have given us a lot of wisdom here. Um, I'm going to cherry pick. How do you keep going during hard times? When you say hard times, now I'm going to throw one back to you. What do you mean? Mm. Mm. Wasn't ready for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Curveball. I love it. Wasn't ready for that. Mm. I mean, hard financial, hard emotional, uh, let's, hard let's, health. Let's, let's, go with, let's go with finances because I have another question about okay. that. So th- that week, yeah, financial. Well, I know that, you know, being the, the, the financial leader of the house, um, which I, I had to explain to my son that, you know, he took, he got his financial acumen from his mother. Okay. Which means there's, you know, how much we got left? Okay. We're going to go spend that. I'm, I'm a like, giver. I'm a wait giver. a minute. I mean, so I'm like, hold up. So, you know, but you know, we, we, when we hit those, those hard times, you know, it was like, okay, we got the bare minimum, the bare essentials. Okay. You know, they're not going to come take the house. They're not going to turn the lights off. So everything else is good to go. And again, like I said, we never really wasted money. So when we hit it, it was because one, something happened to a vehicle or whatever, or we helped a family member out. And then, you know, we got caught on the short end of it to a certain degree. But been in the military, fortunately, there was a safety blanket. I could go and, you know, they had systems in place to borrow and, and get us over the hump, you know. So it, it was, it was um, you know, not, not as detrimental as it could be because of the planning or just being in a good position to have good credit, if nothing else. I would say, too, he's leaving this part out. He taught me to tithe and sow into good ground because you can sow into bad ground. Um, And you'll reap that, too. (laughs) You will reap that also. And so um, there have been times when we sacrificed and we sowed or, you know, um, gave um, more than you know, what we had. And I, I don't recall a time when God did not bless us. I don't, I can't guarantee it was at the time I thought I was supposed to receive the blessing, but it it definitely came back to us um, twofold. And so I don't think we've ever been worried um, in a financial crisis. If he has, he's done a really good job and God has sustained him um, to the point where I didn't notice. 
So maybe I'm spoiled, um, but um, I have to give him his props for that. And he is a good family leader and husband. Those faces, don't let her know what you're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, so another question. Though. I did, but <laughs> cool. All right. How important is the physical connection in marriage? And you gotta go into too much detail if you don't want to. You know, I, I'll let you make that make that determination. But especially even if there are some couples who. You know, they're kind of a little more seasoned as well. That physical connection as time moves along, how has that changed? And how has that, has it affected anything? How have you learned how to kind of maneuver through that? Y'all may find this a little bit disturbing or surprising, but I'm the aggressive one. So I'm just going to tell them what I want. I'm just going to tell them what I need. And um, hey, we're going to work it out. Yeah. We're going to work it out. And sometimes it's a workout. Yeah, it's a workout. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You know, you 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 had the energy when you're young, and you ain't got it to the point now. It. It's like, okay, hurry up okay. now. Make it fun. Make it fun. <laughs> you mean That's again? All I can say explore. Yeah. Um, be intentional. Communicate. Don't be shy. I mean, after 40 years. Why am I going to turn off the lights and cover my head up and say, <laughs> I can't do this for me? It's going to be real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey. And I encourage him to do the same so that um, we can continue to thrive in that area. Yes. 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 Okay. Um, how has it been for couples? Because one of the things I always say, Marriage is two people from two different backgrounds, two different stories, two different worlds. You come together to build your own journey. Mm -hmm. When it comes to parenting styles, do you have? Would you say both of you have had the same parenting style, or has it been two different ones? How have you learned to merge those two things together? I can remember, you know, trying to encourage my son. Say, all right, now look. You did this. I'm gonna cover you. You know, I'm gonna take care of you. I'm, I, he was, Daddy, just whoop me. Don't tell Mama. You know, because she go, <laughs> she gonna go in. I mean, she's going in. And so, I would say, I would say the same style from the standpoint is that okay, if it requires your hind pots, okay, it's smoke. Now, that's that's it. You know, and so that it was no question about that. And I can, you know. There was never a time where we argued about how to discipline him, you know. So it was it was a thing where if she handling it, I'm I'm hey you you that's I can't help you on this one, bro. You I told you yesterday, and so knowing that knowing that the end goal was always the same, you know. Unfortunately, my son's smart. He he got it early. You know, okay, because he ain't going to let it go, and she sure ain't going to let it go. And so seeing it, understanding it, that it was all about, you know, coming from love and things of that nature. So it really wasn't a a debate on the style. So in hindsight, you know, I look back and I see um, lack of parenting skills, the things that we didn't know, the things that we didn't catch. 
So even with him today, I encourage him when you see something or hear something, take that opportunity and make it into a teachable moment. Uh, because there's just so much, and the enemy is whispering in our children's ears, yeah. at school, uh, on the bus. Um, so I encourage him, if, take it seriously. If, if, you, if your child says something, dig a little deeper. If, don't just say, how was school today? And they say, fine, and you let it be. Eat your dinner and send them to bed. Even if you see a different expression in their face when you ask it, you need to be pulling out some stuff uh, and addressing it and praying about it. The enemy is busy. Um, but to his point, um, it was when Travis became an adult, uh, our son, that I learned some stuff that happened when I wasn't home. Like, for instance... Daddy let me play with that knife and I cut my finger and he heard me say, ouch. And it was, he's in his thirties and I found out that he says, ah, oh, that'd be all right. <laughs> so he had a different way of, you know, bringing him up than I did. I was always like, what's wrong? What happened? You know, let me put some ice on that. So different. Get up, boy. Yeah, I walked off. Yeah, that's a that's a nature. Oh yeah, throw some dirt on it. Um, what role should friends, extended family, and community have in your marriage? None. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't mean to say that. Well, (laughs) I mean, okay. One of the reasons I think we're sitting here today is because when we got married. It was the next day we left Jonesville and moved to Sumter. So that's two and a half hour drive, not that far, but we were out there on our own. And, you know, as we're now or the possibility of, you know, mama right across the street, down around the corner, you know, the the folder arguments over somebody's in it telling you what to do, telling you how to do it. So we were on an island, per se, that we had to we had to work that out, you know, amongst ourselves. And so by the time we, you know, you go visit, it's it's okay. Um, but I mean, I, I don't mean to say none as in that, you know, well, I did, I guess I said it. <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> positive, of course, that we can see some role models and, and have a chance to, you know, go and they get in the circles and vent or whatever. But, you know, it, it, you can't take married advice from a single person. You know, she's been divorced twice giving marital advice well wait a minute why why is you do why are you listening to this person you know and you if you can find that person that's going to pour into you give you some wisdom to be able to to understand but it's still on 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 you as the individual to process that and and, and to do what you got to do so i mean mm. i say respect you know uh, respect them and give them um privacy and space they need um we don't ever visit our son and daughter-in-law without uh, we don't just show up um but at the same time i think they should uh, be reminded that you're there um if they need you for any reason uh encourage them stay connected i don't think that isolation is good at all um that's when the enemy gets to play um, oh, 
So I don't give up. I do check on my son more often and my daughter-in-law and grands. Um, I love it when my seven-year-old granddaughter uh, FaceTimes me and she looks like um, a dinosaur with a beard because she knows how to do all the, what do you call it? Yes, uh, the filters. Um, so I enjoy staying connected to them, but um, definitely pray for them. Um, I think I send a scripture and a prayer probably twice a week. Um, even if I don't verbally talk to them or see them, I'm praying for them. Let's come down the home stretch. What would you say is the best way to show appreciation to your spouse? I think that I'm just going to speak for myself. What works for me is um, he shows so much um What's that love language when you do um, acts, of, acts of service? Acts of service. Um, I tell him and I make him blush. Sometimes I'll get off work and he will have cooked. Man, that is, that's sexy right there to me. That is like, listen, he thinks that I'm putting on when I go, oh, oh, this chicken is good. I mean it. I mean it because sometimes... I don't want to cook. Sometimes I'm too tired to cook. And so when he does something like that, I'm going to show him how much I appreciate it. So that's that means a lot to me. You. Yeah, what she said. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just, you know, finding that thing that you know that your spouse need, wants or needs and, you know, without being prompted, do that. Um, you know, and then again, of course, finding those things kind of out of the, out of the norm you know, just where you can always show her how you're feeling, you know, okay, hey, stinking, sending that text out of the way, you know, kind of just unscheduled, you know, being some uh, spontaneous, I think, help. And so he's just very supportive all around with the business. Um, I don't think that I would even know how to do business without him being my coach uh, and the administrator. Um, so I bug him a lot um and managing you know the business um and then what has really helped me in our relationship a lot is growing into um, our prayer life because there was a time when we didn't pray together and i was feeling like i always got to be the one to pray don't be sending me out here like that you know <laughs> early in the morning wake up you need to be praying for me and um so to me, that's really important for uh, us to both pray, but for him to, to cover me. And um, he always says that um, first I bugged him when I told him I was his covering. And then, you know, uh, there came a time when I was being discerning about a certain situation, which came to pass. And I saw it before it happened and I had been praying about it. So I think that was when he realized I was really his covering. I tell you, man, I'm a lot of stuff here. I'm making mental checks. I'm like, I be working by myself. Yeah, thanks. Very, I'm loving all of this because I can honestly say the wisdom that you guys are saying. I'm sitting there going through this mental rolodex in my brain, like, man, I can work. That's why I love I love having conversations with seasoned couples, 
because, like I said, I'm just now getting in almost year four. So that's a lot that I haven't experienced. And it's a lot that I know for a fact. I mean, marriage is always going to be work. Yes. So there's always going to be something that you're constantly polishing up. Of course. Uh, so man, I'm, I, I appreciate all of this. Yes. So last, last question. Uh, what's the number one piece of advice for a successful marriage? Now, I know this can vary from person to person. I think you guys I would say um, peace. Finding what, what it means to you, what it means for her, and then how do we get it together, you know, to where, you know, there's not a whole lot of chaos and turmoil and, you know, I know, okay, we, we're on this thing now where we have, you know, I want my TV in my room, I want your TV in your room. Okay, fine. I, I don't want to watch no football. I mean, but the football's on, so okay. So, I don't watch the whole game. Okay, all right, let's watch Love and whatever we watch and Love and something now. And why is, you know, okay. And that's what she wants. Okay, and I sometimes, and I can't get her to watch football. Fine. Okay, but just really, you know, look at that piece. It's, it, it comes in different things, but at the end of the day, you know, we, we good. I understand that this is not you. Okay, cool. I'm not going to force it on you. Vice versa. So, peace is my thing. Work on it. That's the thing. Um, to me, I would say that um, with the marriage ministry, we found out um, that we do at least have to have a happy medium about something. And that goes to the scripture, Amos, Amos 3 and 3. Um, how can two walk together unless they agree? But but we don't always agree. So we have to find that happy medium and get to a place where we're okay um, with moving forward and not being stuck. Um, our apostle has been, um, the church has been fasting for the month of January, and uh, he has been really laying the wisdom out in our prayers in the morning. And I think it was... Um, either a couple of days ago, he was teaching about how hope gives birth to expectation and how expectation gives birth to evidence. And so what I took from that, how the Holy Spirit gave it to me was that if I reflect back on that time where we were in a really dark place in our marriage and we were just like, whatever. Um, I I can reflect back on how God has been in it even then. So I would say to any couple that's trying to figure out how to get out or that couple that just doesn't feel like they want to be in it anymore, they've been maybe lured, maybe they're tired, maybe... Um, they're so deeply hurt um, that they don't want to move forward together. I would I would have them seek God and pray about where He has brought them from and where they would you know hope for God to take their relationship um, because I can see evidence not that we're that we have arrived because we don't proclaim to be 
uh, anybody's counselor. We're just here to share. But at the same time, I can go back and think to how I had a bag packed. Not necessarily because of what he done, because I hated myself. And people want to leave for whatever reasons, but just know that the devil hates unity and he is going to pull everything out to try to get you to leave. And so I would say seek God and ask him for the help that you need. Um, and as long as, you know, nobody's choking the other one, trying to choke them out. I ain't saying stay if that's happening. But um, just seek God and, you know, I pray that that hope that they have will birth the expectation that they hope to have in their marriage. And that expectation will birth the evidence that they need. Because now, because we're here after all that we've been through, I do see the evidence of God working in our relationship. Um, Y'all want to look at the camera or just, if people want to reach you or they want to find out about your businesses, let people know where they can find you on social media or email or that type of thing. Go for it, Rita. <laughs> talk about the brother's journey. The Brothers Journey Podcast. Yeah. Oh my, yes. Um, so you know, just we don't have time to go into the to the depths and the souls of it, or whatever. But 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 basically, um, the Brothers Journey uh, podcast is out there on all of the social media platforms um, for the purpose of encouraging, you know, men. I'm going to say thirty and up, twenty five whatever the case may be, you know, just, you know, have some wisdom to share, a few nuggets here and there, you know, some things I've gleaned from many sermons, many conversations under the shade tree, many things I've learned from this lady. But, you know, so that's out there. Um, Breath of Life is our business, her, our business, um, teaching CPR, health and wellness. Um, my coaching business is in pause right now. so. We won't bring that up to the to we'll we'll bring that up on the next run. But um how they find Rita? Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, yeah, all Facebook, Instagram. I have a Facebook page called Breath of Life CPR Health and Wellness. Um we are LLC. And so with the um we have a business page also called Big, which is a business that's inspired by God, and we like to promote and encourage other business owners as well. However, with the breath of life, uh, it was birthed forth based on Genesis 2 and 7. So we realize that we're not doing anything. Even as I stand before people and teach, uh, we start out in prayer, and God always puts someone before me that, didn't just show up to learn how to pump a chest, um, to do CPR. Um, to give a great example would be um, a daycare teacher that had lost her teenage daughter. And um, she was not able to revive her um, through the CPR, and but she, she made it to class. And I realized she was struggling 
And so we took that opportunity in class as a group to pray for her healing, for God to mend her heart. So it's not just about showing people how to go through the motions and responding, but it's it's about um, kingdom market business and ministry because God gives us opportunities um, to reach others through the tools that we teach. So, but if you would like to be certified um, as a BLS instructor or um, basic life support, basic, amen. Hey. All right. <laughs> <laughs> or heart saver, CPR, first aid, and AED, we teach all those classes hands only. Um, and it is about us breathing life into the heart of the community. So, I have a lot of words. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Listen, this is another episode of High Definition Podcast. I'm Maurice. And I'm Therese. Y'all remember to live life from the highest definition. We'll see y'all in the next episode.